0: Welcome to the Church of the Covenant. We have a couple announcements. Uh, one of them I saw that on the slide is we're looking for volunteers for our children's ministry, always, and in a room filled with ex-educators and principals and superintendents. That's crazy to me. You're, this is a co- so it, it's many hands make light lifting, isn't that a saying? Is that the right you saying? Somebody from an older generation than mine say yes. Okay, good. Uh, so help uh, carry on, right another one is chargers are still here you probably uh, experienced that trying to find a parking spot so remember if you want to visit the church during the week bring your placard and then august 22nd um coming up randy spear thanks for coming out it's funny because i did you're in the directory in <laughs> fact, you. You, you may have brought me here. I don't know. You're praying for me. That's just a sidetrack. Randy Spears is an old friend. We, uh, anyway, we've been to Haiti together and dug holes in Haiti. And to find out that he's a, a member of the church that I became a pastor of, it just blew my mind. That's pretty crazy. Anywho, what was I saying? August 22nd, One Voice. It's a worship experience where all the churches of the area come together. And promote uh, unity. You know, get uh, get about what Jesus actually told us to get about first, and that is love one another as followers of Him. And so, August twenty second, it's going to be at the Crossing. If you're choir folk, they're 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 going to throw together a choir for August twenty second. There's going to be one rehearsal, and it's either going to be at St. James or the Crossing on August eighteenth, the Sunday, at two p.m. and You can check in with the church office. Once I know the answer to that, I'll give that answer. You know what I mean? And so probably we'll get, have an answer by next Sunday. Um, anything else? Oh yeah. Um, fellowship right afterwards. Coffee is not going to be in the fellowship hall. It's actually going to be in the courtyard in lieu of, uh, Johnny's celebration of life, uh, service that's happening at 1230. So let's, Please stand and greet one another in the name of the Lord. I know. We can greet Please the man standing for the call to worship. Please stand. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful Spirit. We still ourselves amongst the hustle and bustle and prepare our hearts to hear from you, to worship you, and to allow you to be the Lord of our lives. And all God's people said, Amen.
1: It's to love God and to honor only God. And Jesus said it this way. He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And he said, this is the great and first commandment. So what do you think it means to honor God? What do you think that means? There's no wrong answer. <laughs> uh, going to church. Going to church. That's a good one. How else do we honor God? Worshiping. Worshiping, that's a really good one. Reading the Bible. Reading the Bible. Another really good one. Pray. Praying. Those are all really good answers. But honoring God, we honor God in church, right? But we also honor God every day. So I need your help on something. We're going to pull something out of this bag and read it. And tell me if you think it
2: honors God or doesn't honor God. OK? Let's start hey, Thanks.
1: Thank you. Honor God or not honor God? Thanks. To thank you. Yes. Yes. No, does not honor God. We just have to get rid of that one. Argue, does not honor God. <laughs> <laughs> Me, honor God or not honor God? When we're mean to people. No way. No way. No mean people. Hit! Oh yeah. no! No! fitting yeah. boys and girls, brothers and.
3: what is that is there a bird in church well it does say in the scripture that uh, if we don't lift our hands in praise that the very trees clap their hands and the rocks cry out i guess that includes birds and plants and everything else so let's show them how it's done Forever, offer of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave, Jesus conquered the grave. The Sing that again, Here we go. conquered
2: In the first letter of John, we read, My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. We know we sin. Trusting in God's mercy, let us confess our sins against God and neighbor. Join me in the unison. Gracious God, our sins are too heavy to carry, too real to hide, and too deep to undo. Forgive what our lips tremble to name, what our hearts can no longer bear, and what has become for us a consuming fire of judgment set us free from a past that we cannot change open to us a future in which we can be changed and grant us grace to grow more and more in your likeness and image through jesus christ the light of the world as christ healed the afflicted and restored those who had died so also through him our sins are forgiven, and we are given new life. Christ presents us holy and blameless before God. Continue in the faith, remain stable and steadfast, and do not shift from the hope of the gospel. For it is in Jesus Christ that we are forgiven. You stand?
0: in a summer series, the end of the summer series uh, playlist, and we're studying Psalm 50, so let's get straight to it. I got a lot to say. Psalm 50, here we go. Verse 1, the mighty one, God the Lord speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty shines forth. God shines forth. Our God comes and does not keep, silent. keep silence. Before him is devouring fire and a mighty tempest all around him. He calls to the heavens above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather to me my faithful ones who who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens declare his righteousness for God himself is judge. Selah. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, I will testify against you. I am God, your God. Not for your sacrifices do I rebuke you. Your burnt offerings are continually before me. And I'll skip down to the end, verses 22 and 23. Mark this then, you who forget God, or I will tell you, mark this then, you who forget God, or I will tear you apart, and there will be no one to deliver. Those who bring thanksgiving as their sacrifice honor me. To those who go the right way, I will show the salvation of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's simple, it's not complicated, but it's difficult. I was just at a conference because, actually, Pastor Tim, Pastor Tim McCalman, the my predecessor, well, two two pastors ago, my predecessor, gave me a link to a free conference that was just over at the Crossing. And, and at this conference, there were I was just it was like drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> it was all it was a global leadership summit, and there was all these people with amazing facts and amazing truths and. And it, it was pretty epic. One of the speakers was a generational expert, and he was talking about how Gen Z is different than most other generations. Gen Z are anybody that have, their kids, they're kids today. That's what they're calling the, the kids, my kids, is Gen Z. And unlike most generations, where most generations think linearly, they think goal-oriented. If you want, and I've been, this was a, this was, after you hear this, you might just need to leave because this might be the only gospel you need to hear. (laughs) Because this was what I was running into with my son over and over. I would walk him through things and he wouldn't do them over and over. And I was saying, hey, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then he would walk away and just be confounded. Whereas my generation, most of the generations before me and after me have been, you know, you you tell people what to do and how to do it, and that usually gets them there. This generation that's coming up right now, you show them the result. You show them the result first. Like in video games, my son will open up his computer, he'll solve the game, and then he'll go back and he'll figure out how to play it. That's just the way it is. It's not morally right, not morally wrong. This is the way we're going to look at this text this morning. We make church complicated, right? We throw all these bells and whistles in. We make sure we get dressed up and we, we do the right thing and we're going. It was you know we're all caught up. It's about three things. That's what the psalmist says. This is what are the three things? You skip to the last three. Don't forget God. Bring a thanksgiving offering and go the right way. Simple. Not complicated. Difficult. Amen? We'll we'll just look at these things. Don't forget God. As I was moving all of my stuff from South Orange County to North Orange County um, for this position... One of my teammates, this lifelong friend, a guy named Ed Moreno, and I happened to be traveling together at some point. I don't remember, We were probably, I think we were returning a U Haul truck, or oh, I don't know what we were doing. But Ed brings it up, and he says, How come we forget God? I'm, 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 I'm faced with this dilemma, and I keep forgetting God has never let me down. How do we forget God? Am I alone? Do we forget God? I forget God all the time and forget that he shows up day after day, week after week, year after year. Has God ever let you down? No. He's never let me down. Things have looked pretty dark sometimes and I've been confused, but God is always here. God is always there. This, this text starts with, God shines forth. God shines forth. He comes over the horizon, and it's like the sun rising. God shines forth. He shows up and makes everything beautiful. I have a friend who was in a band, uh, this band called Plank Eye. It was a Christian rock band. And they have this song called Bicycle, and it's about... The time uh, he his wife breaks down, and he got married right out of high school, which isn't w- w- which wasn't done much in my generation, and so everybody was putting him down because he got married so young. See, Louis, see, you shouldn't have married, you know, right out of high school. You 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 you're bucking the system. You're not going to make it. All this stuff, and all these, and I think he had just been on a, com- in a on a phone conversation with with a relative, and they were just talking about how difficult his life's going to be. And then his Darcy, Darcy, Darcy's wife calls and says, my car's broken down. I don't know what to do. And she's a young mother, and she's bawling. And Luis feels helpless, but he puts his helmet on. He puts, actually, he only had a motorcycle helmet on. And then, so he ends up biking, and he looks on the World Wide Web, because it was before, it was predated the The computers in our pockets. And so he looks up on the World Wide Web and he finds out how he's going to get there. And he notices he has to bike over a couple freeways, you know, those those things that are metal and you can see through and the wind is, you know. And so he's biking across this and he's biking to his bride and he's like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And he's biking and he realizes, you know what? God is right here. And he writes this song about it. And it ends with this amazing part where the, the music's all coming together. He's breaking it down. He's, and he's an amazing bassist. And you can hear him just doing scales, just showing off. He's doing his stuff. And he's, he's, the singer is screaming out, I can worship him anywhere. He's not there anymore. He's not here anymore. He's anywhere. And it's just ridiculous because that's what the psalmist is talking about. God shines forth. Don't forget me. God is saying, don't forget me this, with those beautiful sunsets, with the crashing waves every time, with the glorious, amazing friends that God has put in your life. Don't forget God. And then the psalmist moves into, oh, the second thing he says is that he looks at each of us individually. As a pastor, I love bringing out the fact that Hebrew and Greek both are Texans. They both have a second person plural, y'all. Have you ever heard that sermon? That's one of my favorite sermons to give is that when... When we're called as followers of God, how many people are in the room? One, right? We're, we're, it's an us. But there are these moments like when the Ten Commandments are given. And in this psalm, where the maker of the universe used the psalmist and looks at each of us in the, in the eye, individually, and says, You. You. Don't you forget me. Don't you go about your life without giving me praise. I was in Jerusalem. Well, actually, we were in Israel in February, uh, right before Erlinda's trip. Yeah, but she's already been. Anyway, I won't even bring that up. Uh, What surprised me about that trip wasn't what I learned. I, I've been to seminary. I went through all the classes. I, I've done all the education stuff. I've, uh, what, what surprised me about Israel is I could not stop crying. What surprised me about Israel is the same thing that surprises me about this text our God is so personal, our God is so intimate. I have a high school friend, his name's Chris Frank. His dad was Fred Frank. Fred Frank was a, a professional singer. He led worship a little bit at Christ Cathedral. He was one of the pigs in Charlotte's Web. You remember that movie, Charlotte's Web? He was one of the, the, the quartet, you know, like the quartet. He was the bass. He was the, and he, when he sang, he was, he was the stuff. I loved that guy, because every once in a while, he would be leading worship over at E.B. Free Fullerton, when I, where I was going as a high schooler and a college kid. And when he started a song, he would always start it like he he wasn't even opening his mouth. He was singing from somewhere down here. You know he's doing this stuff. It's you know like you guys can explain that to me some other sermon. But by the end he'd open his mouth and he was just red faced and he was screaming at you and everybody's hair was blowing back and he was. It is well. He was like angry at somebody. I don't know. But he would just bring it unfortunately, well, unfortunately for me, fortunately for him, he's with the king. He passed into the kingdom eternal. And I know that i never heard him sing this song. I've never heard it on a record. I've never heard it on a CD. But as I was riding up the hill, as I was riding up the hill to Jerusalem, I heard his voice screaming in my ear. Above all the, 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 the tour guides, above all the hustle and the bustle of this van or this bus, he was screaming, you know, it started slow, it started mellow, it started amazing. Were you there? Were you there when they nailed him to the tree? Were you there? He's so personal. He, he was beating me on this hill on the other side of the globe. You don't forget him. You don't forget him. The God of the first testament is so different than every other God of that culture, little g. And so different than every other God, little g, of our culture. Amen? He cares about us. Who's ever thought of a God caring about a creation? The second thing he says oh p.s forgetting God leads to harsh consequences <laughs> you, may have met you, you, may, you may have heard me say some horrible things <laughs> and, and if you read that in between part that I skipped over there's harsh judgments on worship and judgments on conduct I'm not brushing over them I'm putting I'm putting them in, I'm I'm putting them in context, but they're there. There's a harsh side to God's truth. He actually I quote my mentor, one of my mentors, one of my friends, this guy named Reverend uh, Don Maddox. He says God. God doesn't mind being questioned. God hates being ignored. God hates being ignored. So don't you forget about God. You. And then, so don't forget God. Bring a thanksgiving offering. Bring a thanksgiving offering. It's another place where the God of this first testament is so different than the little gods, little g-gods of then and now. I'm still getting used to this printer. It prints on both sides. So hold on a second. Is everybody still with me? (laughs) I'm going to get to something in a second. Hold on your hats and glasses because your mind's about to be blown. Thanksgiving offering. Now, different cultures, and back then, I read this in somewhere. Actually, it was an NIV cultural background study Bible. Sacrificed in the ancient Near East served several purposes. The primary purpose of sacrifice in the cultures outside of Israel was to feed the gods. Imagine worshiping a god that wanted your food because he was hungry. I can't. Because the god of this first testament, he's got everything, right? He's beautiful, he's glorious. He's amazing. When I was looking for this job, when I was looking for, you know, I was searching, my family was going through the ringer of trying to find a place where God wanted us. Uh, this one came up on the horizon, and I remember just driving around this this church because It might sound a little creepy, a little stalker-esque, but I was reading this book called Drawing the Circle, and it was about drawing circles around things. And I would would drive around this church every once in a while and just pray, God, I pray that this is our place. I pray that this would be our home. I'm caught up in all these things. I'm caught up in all these thoughts. And I'm, I'm trying to make myself look good and look better than I am. And I'm trying to hide the hair on my back, and I'm trying, you know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make myself skinnier. You know, I started working out for a couple days there, uh, and we go to Laguna Niguel Presbyterian Church, and we do our, our candidating sermon and I give them the heater. Yeah, anybody who was there that was on the search committee, that's the best sermon I got. I brought everything. I was throwing it fast and hard. It was amazing. I, I, don't, I don't like to toot my own horn, but every once in a while I do. That's a pretty amazing sermon. I was thinking, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. But yeah, it worked. But I don't think it did. I don't think it did. Actually, you know what I think got me this job? It says, I'm trying to finagle and impress and do everything for the wrong reasons, and I'm trying to show off and get myself in the best place I've ever been. My daughter's off in the corner, and she's drawing this for everybody. She drew everybody on the search committee this. um, I I don't even know what mine is. I think it's buildings. I'll have to ask Elsie. But Elsie was sitting around. I'm doing this stuff. My daughter shows us how it's done. She, she creates and she gives. She's thankful. This was what the psalmist is talking about. Anybody raised in a home that says, you know, somebody invites you over to their house, don't go empty-handed. Show your gratitude. Give God gifts. He saved me and you from some pretty terrible stuff. It's like my sermon last week. Say thank you more. And give them tangible stuff offering, what? (laughs) And I think you can give God gifts even while giving your brother and sister gifts. I remember a couple years ago, it was, it was kind of popular to cruise through the drive-thru and pay for the person behind you. I kept doing it. I was just a jack-in-the-box, did it. It feels really good just to give, just to have a thankful heart and give. God's given us so much. We're so rich in so many ways. I get that text from Randy all the time. We're rich, brother. You know, he'll text me a picture of the sunset or something. We are. Be grateful. Give an offering. Give it to God. Give it to your brother and sister. Give. Um, and then he ends with, or his last little challenge is, Oh. Oh just a little curveball right there. A lot of them were bringing huge gifts to try and impress God. Bring a simple gift. Don't, don't be showy. Don't be, don't be like I was on the search committee. You know, don't be trying to do the right things for the wrong reasons. And I know I'm guilty of it. Are you guilty of it? Have you ever given just so people would see that you give? Cut that stuff out. Give cheerfully. And then go the right way. Don't forget God. Give a Thanksgiving gift and go the right way. And this is my this is this is my heater right here. This is my this is, I I confess to you right now, I was way overprepared for this sermon. I overcooked it. That's what pastors say. That's their lingo. I overcooked it. I had so many. I have this is six sermons. I have six sermons in my hand right now. <laughs> my wife, my wife wakes up and she has an M two M two, and she's brilliant. And so she starts giving me another sermon. And I'm like, gosh, no, stop. You need to stop talking right now, or I'm going to start weeping. I have too much on the page. I don't know what the, how the sermon's going to end. I don't know where it's going. I don't know anything. This is crazy. I have too much. I have, look at This is two pages full of just quotes. Anyway, so I say, pray for me. I got, I got to figure out what's going on here. And then I get to church. At uh, 9, because I'm giving this guy the, the little slideshow thing, and just right on time, not before, not after, I get a text from a Teen challenge dude, and I'm going through my notes, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm figuring out what, what am I going to say? Like, what, how does this gel together? What's going on? And I was asking the question, how is it different? How is God different than the little G's? of all of our culture and back then. And he's different in that he's personal. God is different in that he wants us to give back to him. He wants us to praise him. He wants us to not forget him and he doesn't hide. Like he's 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 as bright as the sun. But then go the right way. Go the right way. I was, I was, I was like, how is that different? And so I'm, I'm praying over this. I'm mulling over this. I'm like, what is going on? I don't know what. And then Alex Texas from, he's up in Teen Challenge Ministry Institute up in uh, Southgate. He's about to graduate. He's just an amazing man, a guy. He's got tattoos everywhere. He's got a tattoo of, uh, of doves and they look like angels' wings. And so every once in a while, Elsie will say, when's that angel wings guy coming? Anyway, Alex is texting all this stuff about how he likes me as a person and stuff like that. He's doing encouraging, you know. And I say, man, I overcooked my sermon. You've got to pray for me, man. I don't know what I'm going to say. And he says, I'll pray for you. And then right at that moment, I get the text and it hits me. The psalmist doesn't say, do the right thing. Amy started with this children's message, which is amazing. I, I, I love when sermons or children's messages or I love when the church equips us with what to do rather than saying what we're doing wrong, right? I get tired of saying, you're a sinner, you're a sinner, you're a sinner. What do you to do? What's the difference between do the right thing and go the right way? The difference is huge. The difference is huge. The psalmist is is bringing it back to how personal God is. God is saying, I don't care what you do. It's the same thing that Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount I don't care what you do or what you don't do, I care about why you do anything. What's the right way to the Father? Go the right way is go to God. Go the right way is to get with God. Go the right way is not about what you're doing and not doing. Going the right way is about who you know, it's about who you're with. God is saying at the the end of this psalm, He's saying, "You know, I come to me. Ditch it all. Everybody else is going the wrong way. They're selling. You know what they're selling? They're selling gossip." They're selling idolatry. You know what they're saying is going to get you ahead is by wanting more stuff and getting more stuff. You know what everybody else is saying is what matters is what you do and what you don't do. What I'm saying is it doesn't matter. I'm what matters. Go the right way. Get with God. Sorry if I'm yelling. And it sounds like I'm angry, but it was right on time. And Danny ran in right after. He was just wanted to say hi for the morning. And I'm like, Danny! And Danny's like, okay, I'll see you. And it, (laughs) it hit like a lightning bolt. Our God is so personal. He wants to be with me. He wants to be with you. He wants wants you to, like, You know, he's on the other end. He's saying, gosh, I hope Jason wakes up tomorrow and spends some time with me. I hope he goes the right way, you know? I hope he thinks of me before he goes up and preaches. I hope he thinks of me and wants to be with me before he goes, shares for my word. I want, I I, I want, fill in your name. I want Randy to hang out with me this morning as as he's walking on the beach and taking amazing pictures. I want Jeff to be thinking of me as as he drives into work and he has to go to these meetings that all these people have put on his schedule. I hope John just spends some time with me, just sits in my presence and goes the right way. And it all boils down to it, This is just another pastor preaching, read your Bibles. Read your Bibles. Talk to God. It's simple and it's easy. It's not complicated and it's easy. Go the right way. Get in the lap of the God who made you. Get in the lap of the God who has your hand tattooed on his his hand. Has your name tattooed on his hand. Get in the God's presence who knows how many times your heart's going to beat today. How many hairs are on your head. He probably even memorized how many times you blinked. I don't know why. Because he cares. He loves you. He absolutely adores you. Let's pray. God, I pray that we would bring gifts to you. Not complicated gifts, just simple gifts. Thankful gifts. God, I pray that we would go the right way, and that is to you. When it's trouble, run to you. When it's easy, run to you. When, it's, when we're tired, run to you. When we're hopeful, run to you. Holy Spirit, precious Lord Jesus, and powerful Heavenly Father, May it be so. Amen.
2: Now let us go before God and exercise that wonderful privilege that we have of bringing all of our concerns. We pause this morning, O God, and in pausing, find you. Come into our hearts as we lay before you the concerns of our hearts for ourselves and for the world community. We pray for the world and all its people but especially for our nation and its citizens. God of all, anoint our president and other world leaders with uncommon wisdom. Give our legislators a sense of true leadership and a goal for the common good. Remove partisan priorities and allow all to work together in unity. Bring order to our society and peace to the lands. There is so much disunity in this world, so many nations at odds with one another. We are concerned with relations with Iran, North Korea, Russia. How many, many times we have prayed for peaceful relations. Let your light shine in those dark places that all may see and follow your will for peace. Direct the leaders of nations, large and small. Give your guidance and direction to peacemakers. Pray for this nation as acts of violence are happening all too frequently. We pray that we may be instruments of your peace, bringing love where there is hatred, hope where there is despair, light into darkness and joy into sadness. Lord, we recall from Scripture how the four men carried their friend to place him before you to heal him. So we come before you today carrying the cares and concerns of our families and friends and asking you to care for them, to comfort them, and to heal them as you know best. We ask for your healing touch for body, mind, and spirit. Bring healing to Bob Rasmussen as he recovers from surgery this week. And bring fast, quick healing to our young man Bryson, who had an appendectomy just yesterday. We ask for comfort of the bereaved, and especially for the whole Ernest family, as today Johnny is laid to rest. We ask for your presence of peace and comfort for June and Jeff Elston, as June's father, Frank, went home to be with you last night. Be with Jeff and June through this time. Give us the mind of Christ as we look upon our neighbors. Place in our hearts genuine care and concern for those who are suffering in any way. Show us how to help, we pray. Surround your people with your love as we join in the prayer that unites us as Christians. As we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And now we have the opportunity to participate in the working of the church as we bring our tithes and offerings. So ushers, would you please come forward?
0: Don't forget God. Bring a simple Thanksgiving offering. Go the right way. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.